This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Batum comes up short. Harris running start. Nice feet ahead. And Kyrie Irving throws it down. The lead is 11. Timeout LA. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Nets over the Clippers, 112-108 to last night. Points bet the exclusive sports betting partner of the Denver Nuggets, outdoing the competition in Colorado. They are now live with minus 105 spreads on all NBA games. That's the best price of any sportsbook. Why bet anywhere else? BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Adam Burke with you. And now on the show, we welcome in Bobby Marks at Bobby Marks, 42, former NBA executive. He's an assistant GM uh, for the Nets turned ESPN NBA front office insider bobby we appreciate your time and uh that highlight uh leads us into uh the start of the conversation right now it, it appears to me the nets uh the number one story in the nba winning six straight a sweep the five game trip uh just over the past week what they've done with the comeback against phoenix uh winning at the lakers at the clippers have they have they changed the nba title conversation in the last week yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and they've done most of the damage without Kevin Durant, who's, you know, been injured since that, that Golden State game. I think um, I think there's some clear separation from where Brooklyn and uh, probably Philadelphia you can put in the, in the equation, but um, from everyone else in the Eastern Conference, including Milwaukee and, and Boston, Toronto there. I mean, any, I mean, anytime you have three of the top 10 players in the NBA on your roster, um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's saying something. I think my big concern with, with Brooklyn would be, you know, certainly from a, from a depth standpoint, I mean, they went with eight guys last night. Um, you know, where do these guys minutes are, um, you know, towards the end of the, the year, but the, the one advantage that the Nets have is that they've played the most games out of um, out of any of these teams out there. So when this second half of the, the schedule is released sometime, I guess this week and teams are playing a lot of back-to-back games, you know, the Nets have played most of their games, you know, a good chunk of their games already. But, yeah, I mean, I think if, um, you know, if, if the, the naysayers were hanging on that, you know, this team doesn't play defense and they don't rebound and all that stuff, I think when, when you see them make it a little more uncomfortable for teams, and I'm not saying you need to rank the top 10 in defensive efficiency, but, you know, just kind of, you know, you, you hold a, a Clipper team that has Paul George and, and, and Kawhi Leonard to 108 points. I mean, that's that's certainly saying something. Bobby, we kind of touched on this a little bit in the first segment here, but yesterday, Boston, just a, an epic collapse for them. Biggest collapse in franchise, one of the biggest collapses in franchise history. Pelicans with their biggest comeback. What is going on with this Boston team that, you know, split with the Hawks last week and then had that outcome yesterday? You know, it's funny. I didn't have Boston in my top six to begin the season. 
I, I, I didn't love the team. I mean, the Kemba injury with his knee, I thought it was a, a kind of a two-headed monster with Brown and Tatum, and then everything else I wasn't sold on. I, I really wasn't. I'm not sold on their bench with their young players here. Uh, I think you need Tatum and, and Brown to basically kind of give you 65 points to combine to, to win some of these games. They've been they've been up and down. And 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 my big thing with this the Celtics team is that you know, and I was in that front office in, in Brooklyn, like. You can't, you know, put your laurels on that Brooklyn trade forever, right? You can't rely rely on the fruits from that trade forever. Like, when is this team going, or this front office going to sacrifice something, right? We've seen Toronto do it with Kawhi. We've seen Brooklyn do it with James Harden. We've seen uh, Cleveland and Golden State spend hundreds of millions in luxury tax. What you have right now is average. You know, you really do, and they've got this monster trade exception that's sitting there. Are they willing to go out and, and move first round picks around um, to acquire a player? Are they willing to go into the luxury tax here? Because right now as constructed, this is a first round team. I mean, they will get eliminated in the first round with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on, on the roster here. So, um, you know, I mean, that's what the front office is going to have to realize that, um, you know, maybe things change a little bit when Marcus Smart comes back, but as constructed, you know, unless your young players that you've drafted the last couple of years here are really going to step up, that this is an average team at best. It feels like uh, we see 20-point comebacks on a regular basis. And yesterday, the, the case in point was the Celtics against the Pelicans. Uh, we were talking about uh, this with Ryan McDonough last week, and he attributed much of it uh, to no crowds that, that we're seeing more of it this year. Uh, what do you think the reason is? By Ryan, I think we saw it a little bit in, um, we saw it a little bit in the bubble too, when there was really nobody there, um, especially for, um, you know, if you are in a, um, a road team and it was a little bit different there with, um, you know, you know, Boston being on the road, but if you're a road, you know, um, team that's down, I think it's a little bit easier to kind of get, get you back in a game because you do not have that home crowd that you are relying on. I think, I think average players all of a sudden become good, you know, when there's no distractions in the background, certainly when you're, when you're shooting free throws down, down the stretch there, but the crowd impact, um, you know, has not, um, you know, it has not had the impact that these home, some of these home teams could rely on. I think it's going to be interesting when we get to May, what teams, are going to be at capacity or at, you know, 50% capacity in the arena. So what teams are still going to be at 25%, 10% here. And I think you might see a little bit more of an advantage, um, you know, when we get, when we get to the playoffs. Bobby, here's a question. Since we're talking about the Eastern conference, I want to bring up Andre Drummond and, and where he may go, because we look at the odds over at points bet here. I'm calling them the Tampa Raptors for this season until, you know, proven otherwise when they can go back home, but the Raptors are the favorites right now to land the services of Drummond, do you think that that happens? And if it does, how much of an impact can he have on that roster in what is, you know, by and large, a fairly weak Eastern Conference? I don't see it at all, guys. I don't know why they're, they're the favorite. I really don't. I mean, maybe they should study the salary cap a little bit. <laughs> how it works, because... Drummond makes, unless Drummond's going to get bought out and he goes there as a buyout guy, um, you know, Drummond makes 28.7 to get salary sending out is, is $23 million. I don't see Toronto parting ways with Norman Powell or Chris Boucher just to make the money work. I, I really don't. I mean, um, and that's what they would have to do, especially two guys that have, that have played really well for them. And, and they've made, um, they've played a lot better over the last couple of weeks here. I think Drummond, is going to be hard because, as I said, getting to that $23 million number, 
to, to trade back with contracts. I, I, I look at JaVale McGee as a better, you know, a, a more of a value play um, than Drummond is just because he makes four and a half million dollars. So um, I, I think when we get to the trade deadline, it would it, be surprised if, if Drummond is moved. I think you're probably looking at more of a buyout for him just because his number is just so high. And that's the same with, same with Blake Griffin in Detroit. I mean, Blake is owed another year. I mean, he's owed about $50, $51 million here. Um, I don't see any takers for Blake Griffin either. I think if, if for him, it would probably have to be a buyout. And he'll have to give up a lot to, to do that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Adam Burke on the BetQL Audio Network with ESPN's Bobby Marks. Um, what about the, the trade market in general? So uh, you, you mentioned the two names that everyone's talking about right now. You don't know if there are any potential landing spots. Uh, are we going to see a lot of movement? You know what? The the playing games, uh, adding a ninth and, and tenth teams have you know, taking more, um, you know, sellers off, off the board. I mean, I think in the past you would probably see teams, you know, maybe like Chicago or, um, you know, some of these back end teams that are competing for, um, for one of these final spots here to, to try to get in and in, into a playing game. But if there's a priority here, I think it's going to be interesting what new Orleans does if, if they're in the playoff mix, as far as what JJ Redick, I think, you know, Houston has certainly fallen off. Um, you know, they've lost a ton in a row. You know, what happens with PJ Tucker, Victor Oladipo, that's probably one name to, to keep an eye on. Now we've certainly heard about teams that want to be buyers like the clip, like the Clippers and the Lakers and the bucks, you know, PJ Tucker's name has been mentioned there. I just, I have a hard time linking the Lakers to PJ Tucker just because they're at the hard cap and they can't take back that number without, sending out about $7 million in salary that they don't have. So we're about a month away here. Um, but I would, I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards that. It, we could be relatively quiet when we get towards uh, that March 25th date. Speaking of the Lakers, let's go over to the Western conference here for a few minutes. And is it the Lakers? Is it the jazz? Is it the Clippers? Who do you think is the best team in the West right now? Yeah, I think it all depends on where AD is come come mid May. I mean, I think if if Anthony is healthy, um, and you know, and you certainly have LeBron, um, yeah, I would still put them as as the favorite. It's hard for me to, you know, beating those those you know those two guys. I think for Utah is important is to get that number one seed because you won't have to face both LA teams likely. You know, those two LA teams will probably be in that two to three. Two, three, two to three range, and you would only get them in a in a, in a conference um, finals. I mean that that Jazz team is eight deep, eight nine deep. You know, with Clarkson and Derek Favors, Joe Ingles, you know, three guys that could could start for you that are coming off uh, the bench. But they'll be judged when we get to the to playoffs. Um, you know, the Clippers with Paul and um, Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard. You know, the same thing. I mean, Paul George could play like an MVP during the, during the regular season, but he will be judged during the playoffs. But it's hard for me to go against the Lakers, but they, they've got to be healthy in mid-May. Do the Lakers need to start winning some games without AD uh, for LeBron to uh, continue as the favorite for the MVP? 
I think so. Yeah, that's the only, and I and I've had LeBron at number one on my list of of MVP guys. But if if MB if Joel Embiid in, in in Philadelphia continues to play at this high clip, I mean, what he did on Friday night with fifty, I know they lost. <laughs> You know, on a bad night, he's giving you 25 and 17. And if that six, if that Sixers team is top two, and this Laker team is, you know, sputtering a little bit, even if LeBron is, is playing well, I think Embiid could potentially nose him out a little bit. Bobby, from the playoff teams to a team that's not going to make the playoffs here, the Minnesota Timberwolves, new head coach and Chris Finch. What do you think this does for them in the interim, and, and what do you think of the hire overall for the long term? You know, it's funny. I've seen a lot in the league being around it. I've never seen a, 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 I've seen a lot of coaches get fired, but I've never seen a coach get fired and then replaced by an assistant coach, not on your own team, <laughs> but on another team. You know, with Chris Finch, who was in, in Toronto, and now is going to be coaching, I think, tomorrow um, in, in their game here. It, it's going to be interesting. I know Chris has certainly paid his dues as far as, you know, being a, a career-long assistant. You know, he's known for his offense here. Um did Ryan Saunders get a, a fair shake? Probably not. I mean, especially when Russell and D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns played five games total together since that since that trade here. So it's going to be interesting. This team is buried in the base in the basement. I would have probably leaned more to go to David Vanderpool, Vanderpool, who is an assistant on this on this team, and let him ride out and, and see where this this team goes here. But um, you know, you know. Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, those are probably the only two guys that are probably off the board from a, from a trade standpoint. But I think if you're the front office, you see what Chris is able to do and you evaluate that roster there. But Chris isn't in it. He's not an interim. I mean, they've signed him to a, you know, to a multi-year deal here. Uh, one more for you, Bobby. If, uh, if you're running the Bulls, uh, new regime kind of saying, okay, do whatever you want, clean slate here. Um, we, we trust you, Karnaschobis and company. And you see what Zach Levine is doing. Would would you be willing to uh, to make a move to see what he can get in the open market, or do you want to lock him up long term? Yeah, I'd be interested to, to to get some put some feelers out and see what his overall trade value is within within the league. Here, he's on. Um, you know, he's got two years left, including this year. He's extension eligible in the offseason. The, the tricky part is his extension is nowhere near what his free agent salary. Um, will be in 2022, so you're likely playing it out on an on an expiring contract here. But he is probably if this is as high as of trade value that you know we'll see with Zach as far as the tear he's on, what what he's got left on his contract here. So, yeah, I, I'm not saying I want to move him, but I do want to see probably what is out there, um, you know, before making a decision as far as if he's part of the, the future long term here. Uh, Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider at Barbie Bo- at Bobby Marks forty two on Twitter. Bobby, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good stuff there, as always, uh, from Bobby Marks. Always love getting that perspective from a guy that that's worked in the front offices. It, it is going to be interesting. The trade deadline. He said that the names that we're hearing a lot about is just doesn't see it because of the contracts, but. Which teams with that play in between seeds seven through 10, are they really going to add, even though those teams know we're not real contenders here, but hey, maybe we can shock the world and advance a round or two. Yeah, I think it's a really tough decision to make, especially, you know, with the fewer number of regular season games and, and kind of the way the playoff format is set up. I think, you know, that's why they're paid the big bucks, right? To make those difficult decisions. <laughs> uh-huh. And 
some of them will be fired because they make yes, they the wrong, <laughs> wrong decision. Yes, they definitely will. <laughs> like Saunders, what was he supposed to do in Minnesota? Did they have high expectations in, in a COVID year? Like, come on. Uh, along with Adam Burke, I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily. Coming up next, we'll go over tonight's NBA slate.